to the Partner Pod. I'm your host, Hannah Keep, here to bring you insight and inspiration from the Microsoft Partner Network. Today, I'm joined by the wonderful Nikki Sainer, Managing Director of Chorus, an award-winning goal partner specializing in managed services, security, Microsoft, and Dynamics 365. We're going to be talking today about her thoughts on diversity and inclusion in tech, her journey to becoming managing director from a non-technical background and how she's using her professional coaching expertise inside and outside of work. So welcome, Nikki. How are you? Hi, thank you. Yeah, very well, thank you. Been enjoying the recent sunshine. I'm good. Thank you. How are you, yourself? Yeah, absolutely great. And thank you so much for joining us. I've been really excited about this. Um, I know I'd read a, a recent interview that you'd done on uh, on LinkedIn, and I really wanted to have a chat with you about that. And some of the um, statistics that you quoted in that, they they really shocked me, actually. I know there's been some improvement in terms of the, the male and female split in tech, but I think the article said only 25% female and 22% female at tech director level. Um, I was really quite surprised at that. What, what are your thoughts on it? Um, yeah, it, it is. It, the, the numbers are still much lower than we'd want them to be, but they are much higher than they were years ago. You know, if we'd, if we'd looked at that five, ten years ago, it, it would be a very different story. So we're getting there. It, it, it actually, for me, I feel it's, it's positive because we can see that it's starting to grow. Um, more and more females are coming into, into the tech industry. So we're getting there. We're growing. Uh, we have some great women in some very strong positions, but we are fighting a legacy issue. So it, it is going to continue to take a lot of effort and time. Yeah. And what improvements do you think can be made? And, I, you know, and I know it's a big issue, isn't it? Because, you know, there's, there's things right at the, the beginning in terms of schools. Um, it's such a huge topic. But, you know, it, yeah. What do you think, you know, could be some ideas that, that could have an impact on this? So the more the more women we're getting into tech and in strong positions, we need to get these women out into schools, colleges, universities, doing talks, showing showing that there's so much more to tech. I think the language of tech is still quite old and it, it's not um, broad enough to show people how exciting and interesting it is. It is evolving really quickly and it's a massive part of society. So it's really important that we start balancing things out um, and having more women women out there speaking about it, promoting about it. It's a really exciting time at the moment to be in tech and really want to get that 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 out there to, to people in schools and colleges and promote it much more to more women coming in. Yeah, and it is a really exciting time, isn't it? it you know, I was talking to somebody else, um, you know, about about data um, and and her career into that because it, you know it wasn't a natural progression. Actually, she started as a copywriter and then went then went into into data, and you know, and I and I wonder if there's an opportunity for people now that are perhaps thinking about a career change that you know actually it's ne- it's never too late, is it? In fact, now is a fantastic time um, to yeah. get into that. Yeah, now, now is, you know, with, with um, home working, security is a massive thing. It's becoming so important. It's, um, it is, it's a really exciting time. I think a lot of people, especially females, hear the word tech and they hear the legacy language. So that's why we need to get it out there and um, shout about how it's evolving, how it's going to be impacting society and all those exciting things. Um, 
I think another contribution to it, where you're asking what we can do to change it, is more and more men are understanding diversity and the importance of it. I, I love hearing about it in chorus. You know, we, we have a few few head of departments who really understand having that diversity in a team is so important and actively trying to make sure their teams are balanced out with equal amount of female to males. And that's another massive thing. If, if the, the men in the industry really see how important it is, that's where big changes will come along as well. They'll become people who can work more with people and help support them. And has that been quite an easy transition um, in, internally at, at, at Chorus for the for the male leaders there? You know, in, in terms of you know wanting and championing that and um, really being behind sort of recruiting that diverse team. Um, I think within all all industries, there's a there's a bit of a mixture. Um, a chorus really happy that that's a really understood approach about how important diversity is and have different views and different opinions within a team that's a culture that that we breathe so other people in the business they, they really feel that in so when they're coming in and they're interviewing we can feel if somebody's quite an inclusive person and understands how important that is and we have a few people that, who really do live and breathe it and in all their recruitment processes it is making sure that they've got a right balance of people in their teams, including females, and getting that message out. Yeah, sure. And, and, and what tips would you have for you know females in in tech right now? Because and I read a lot about in, imposter syndrome, and you know I think we can all mm. we can all suffer from that. Do, do do you think that might sometimes get in the way of people? females moving you know on in their career if you think about that the stat at the, the tech director level do, do you think that can be part of it some, somehow oh yes hugely hugely it's a lot more common than people realize imposter syndrome I myself when I became managing director I I, I had it as I think a lot of people have you know, I, I would sit around with my executive team and I'd listen to them. And they're all, all absolutely fantastic people and specialists, absolute experts in their field. And I think I, I don't I, I need to know more than them. I need to be know everything they know. And I can't do this. You know, you, everybody does have that feeling. And then it and then it dawns to you like, no, no, they're they're experts because that's what they do day in, day out, and they're very good at what they do, and that's why they're in the role that they're in. There's no point both of us being that good. I can't take on that knowledge for all the different departments. I'm an expert in what I do of having that umbrella view, um, understanding how the different pieces move, how to make certain decisions and the knock-on effect of other decisions. But it was at the start that that took a bit of time for me to go, no, it, it's, a, it's okay. I don't have to know absolutely everything. And realising that was imposter syndrome that I'd heard so many people talk about. Yeah, and I, I was seeing something on on LinkedIn recently about that, you know, females might may well look at a job spec and if they don't have one or two pieces of the criteria, maybe not not apply. Um, and this is obviously we're generalizing now, but you, you know, and, and and typically males would look at that and 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 and, and apply even if they have maybe 30, 40 percent of the spec. Um, and it's just a difference in 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 thought process. Yeah. Um, yeah. B between the two. Yeah, I was, I was going to say with that, you know, it, it's I, on when, within our recruitment for us, one of the biggest things we look for is aptitude. You know, we, there, there's some people we've taken on that might have hardly any experience, haven't done all the qualifications and the degrees and the everything else. But if they're interested and they're passionate and they've got the right aptitude to do it, that's that's what matters. So regardless of what experience you've got, it, it's always worth applying for the job and going on to the interview because 
in the road the right team and the right support as long as you're interested that's the most that's the most important thing and you know not to ever compare yourself to somebody else yeah. I say to people all the time just only compare yourself to the old you don't compare yourself to someone else I love that yeah and and is that kind of how you coached yourself through that imposter syndrome then because I know obviously you have a coaching background and I imagine that was really really helpful yeah yeah it it, it did it, it did help me you know we all spend we, we can't help but compare ourselves and judge ourselves and everything else but you've got to look at where you were and where you are now and there's a reason why you're in the position that you're in now because you've worked hard and you've got there so you just got to keep building from from that place and recognizing your achievements yeah recognizing your achievements is key because I, I think you know not just females but you know we are prone to perhaps look at things that that, that we haven't done or we haven't done yet um, rather than spending enough time thinking about you know well actually that those were huge achievements look, look yeah look at that yeah. journey look at what I've learned look at what I've developed um but then do we actually have that time to reflect before we before we're moving onwards it's um it's a mindset shift which I think is 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 key to resilience actually it's where you focus that attention isn't it yeah not to be overconfident not to be too underconfident always want to improve I can I I've, I've got a lot to learn technically I've got a lot to learn non-technically I've got a lot to learn and so does everybody so you have some people who are really confident and that's great but there's always room for improvement and to to learn more do you have any tips um because I think you, you mentioned some in the article for yeah for females out there now either wanting to get into tech or or, or in tech perhaps and thinking about you know the where they're going to take their career their career trajectory what what, what advice do you have for, for them first thing is I, I'd always say to everyone have a vision what what is it what is it you want to do forget forget do you know it can you do it are you too old haven't got enough money there's not enough time everything else just what is it you what is it you want to do then the next thing it, it's proven people who do personal development plans are the ones who are most successful you're more likely to achieve that goal if you do a personal development plan write out what it is you want when do you want it by what do you need to do to get there and break it down to smaller goals and then review that constantly every week every month relook it rewrite it out that'd be my, my my first thing step outside your comfort zone that's where growth happens you know as soon as you do something that that you're not comfortable with and it makes you a bit nervous that's the place where you're going to grow and you're, you're going to do better know your strengths but also know what you're what you need to work on where you need more support who do you talk to who's the best person to communicate with and I'd say always ask questions everyone I've worked with the person who asks more questions who knocks on your door the whole time with another question they're always the ones who go so far because they don't think they've learned everything they just want to keep they keep learning I guess finally I'd say I'd say to everyone get, get a coach get a mentor get both you know that that, that for me was was a game changer yeah, I was just thinking there about having a, having a mentor either within the business or you know externally. Well, you know, inside or or, or external, it, it it doesn't matter. Um, from a mentoring mm. perspective, I suppose it would be quite useful to have somebody that's um, travelled that journey, perhaps, and and can share you know their their advice that are actually specific to the steps that you that you want to take. Um, yeah, and 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 having a coach, I think, is just great from a you know from a resilience and mindset and personal effective personal effectiveness place isn't it um, yeah yeah 
so so how talk me through this career journey then um now managing director at, at, at chorus but from a non-technical background yeah can you I, yeah. I know there's probably a few positions there but can you talk <laughs> us through that um I've always I've always had a, a passion and interest for for people, developing people, working with people. So I guess my career mainly started when I was working in London as a sports therapist, personal trainer. And I teamed up with a group of doctors uh, working with people who had brain damage. Um, and we were we were working with them in a hospital rehabilitation centre. And we decided to challenge that and to take take people to a mainstream gym and having somebody working on a bicycle, arm bike, whatever it whatever it may be, but next to people who who weren't rehabilitating. And the results was absolutely fascinating. The, the people were suddenly improving so much quicker. It was it was really interesting, and and that was very much to do with. The power of the mind what, what you can do when you're pushed again outside that comfort zone so from there that, that's where i just got my absolute passion for people in challenging people breaking down barriers and seeing where you can where you can take someone so through my career i've, I've progressed from there um got introduced to chorus had a newfound love for tech which i didn't think think i would and over the last seven years or how long it's been seeing tech evolve seeing how it affects society all of our lives whether it's in business or personal is fascinating so it, it's just wanted me to know more want to know more and more and more and to try and keep people keeping up with the pace of tech changing is is an interesting thing to do that that is an amazing about that you know the anecdote right at the, the beginning because it, it it's about who you surround your yeah who do you surround yourself with isn't it that there's a, yeah, there's a, there's yeah. a famous quote there but it, yeah it, it, if if what you can see out there in front of you is is evidence that's challenging the mindset um yeah or all, all, mm. of, all of the time that's incredible what and what would you say have been some of maybe the the chat the challenges a, a, along the way that you've perhaps o overcome because we've all had challenges haven't we along you know it, along most mm. of the paths that we've we've traveled yeah, what would you say have been some of those moments that perhaps have tested you the most? Yeah, I, there, there's limiting beliefs. You know, when when I was at school, I wasn't I wasn't the most academic person. So I guess I kind of labelled myself as not being a very academic person, and then that in itself means you wouldn't be good at this, or you wouldn't be good at that. Um, it has, I, I won't lie, it's been, it has been challenging being a female and working your way up in business. You know, you you do come across people who even in themselves might not realize don't fully understand and um, be as comfortable having a female manager or director so those those have been those have been challenges and there's been plenty of times with like I mentioned before imposter syndrome throughout throughout my career and, and moving up so sometimes it is it, it's keeping your head head above the water um, surrounding yourself with people who who do believe in you and you know, supporting you and just reminding yourself, you know, you, you didn't write or when I do it wrong, that's actually fine. I've, I've got things really wrong sometimes. <laughs> sometimes I've made amazing mistakes, but every single one of those mistakes, I've, you know, obviously had my moment. And then and then I've learned, I've learned and I've got now more knowledge to pass on to other people and for myself to grow further. But they, yeah, it has been it has been a bumpy road. It's certainly not been simple. 
<laughs> yeah, learning from those mistakes is is key, isn't it? And and I think sometimes we can have this like I need to be per- I need to be perfect um, position that we perhaps like to yeah. like to sit in. But I, I don't think you can be perfect and then get into um, that growth zone can you you know you can you know when you're in in comfort zone you're not really pushing yourself but when you push yourself you're going to make some mistakes and that's fine yes yeah we're not learning yeah it's exactly it that that leads us then into um your your professional yeah coaching um qualification because you're you're a qualified coach aren't you and you yes you spend a lot of time doing that um outside of work I know can you tell us more about that um yeah I I grew up with a family who we, we were brought up to give out to community, to appreciate what you've got and to make sure that you that you give back. So as a family, we do a lot with a homeless charity. There was lots of different things that as young children we were we were pulled into and encouraged to support. So I've always had embedded me that to be grateful for what you've got and also make sure you support other people and give opportunities to others as well. So I think that's where my embedded um want and need and, and enjoyment from doing coaching is so coaching um outside of chorus i do charity coaching to um underprivileged young adults um there's also a couple of other charities that i'm working with which i do voluntary and that for me is just um it, it, it's important it's important that you support other people and support your local community um Doing coaching was a, it was a complete and utter game changer for me. I think, like I mentioned, I mentioned before, you know, learning how to break down barriers and pushing away limiting beliefs. Um, the way coaching works, as you know, as you know yourself, of coming up with the answers, you know, finding finding a resolution, finding out how to do something is so empowering and works of confidence. So, yes, yeah, so the, the coaching for me is it, it's been fantastic to have that as something that I can do outside of work and also um, I bring to it to my day-to-day job as well. Mm, that's amazing. What what kind of results have you have you I know you can't share you know much but what what kind of results have you seen um, from the work that you have done in terms of the impact that it that it's had? So working with some some young adults who come from underprivileged backgrounds who who have it built in that they, they 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 can't they haven't got the same opportunities they haven't got the same chances in life which actually in a lot of cases sadly is, is true they haven't but taking that barrier down taking it away and going but but what can you do what what can you do to change that you're, you're in control and seeing those changes is, is an absolutely incredible. Um, moment to see somebody go from believing that they w- they will never achieve, they couldn't go to university, they can't go to university, can't go to college, and actually they can. And to go on and be really successful, and the confidence more than anything than the success. Seeing somebody body language change, their belief in themselves change to suddenly being so much more confident and happy within themselves is yeah is a, is a really good thing. That must be an amazing feeling for you. Mm, um, yeah. to, to be able to yeah to see that difference that you're making it, it, yeah it really must be I, I wish that all children had access to that at an early an early age yeah. especially all underprivileged children anyway um, but all children it, it's it's just starting off that whole journey of self-awareness isn't it really really yeah, yeah early on and um, whatever the background or the, the history or perhaps the trauma that you know they may well have been through it you know early on in life um, yeah being able to work through that um 
yeah, would give them a lot more more freedom, I think, in terms of what they think would be be possible in the future. Yeah. I think doing it in schools would be it would be huge. I mean, as you know, they say things from your six years old is where you, your beliefs come from. So whatever you're being told in school or by your friends or your family, that's what you grow up believing. But if we could get coaches into schools at a young age, it would make a huge difference to help those people have their own identity from such a from, from such a early time. Yeah, it really would. And and we were we were talking before um we started recording and I was just sharing about my my daughter and her school and how supportive they are of her sensory processing disorder. And um I think I must always look like I'm on LinkedIn, but I read something again this morning about um, you know, neuro um divergence and um actually, you know, when we talk about diversity, you know, it, it's thinking about, you know, that as as well and that 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 people, whether it's ADHD, autism, you know, have, mm. have these huge gifts in terms of creativity, problem solving. But, you know, it's, it's how they've been schooled, um, how they've been brought up, I guess, as to that probably yeah. really impacts how much those can come out and be a strength rather than seen as maybe being a barrier. Yes. Yeah, that's really interesting. At the moment, often it's too much focus is on what can't what can't be done rather than what can be done. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and I, I think we've, we've all been on this great journey, haven't we, especially over the last couple of years with all of these topics that we're talking about. It will be wonderful to to look back on on all of this in perhaps 10, 20 years time. Um, we'll probably be in a be completely different um, world, I hope, with all of these programs that, that that are being done on these topics, you know, especially your, yourself. Um, yeah. Does feel like things are changing. Feels like you know mental health as well. That, that it's, it's a huge thing now. It's, it's it's changing. And I know primary school and my children are they they started doing wellness mornings, yoga, meditating, and all of those things. It, it, it's giving them life tools. They are life tools. Yeah, absolutely. And, and how does yeah how do you use your coaching in the workplace? Because I, I could imagine there'd be quite a few ways that 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 might come out. But yeah, how do you? Uh, um it's a a tricky one because as you know it's quite hard to coach somebody unless they want to be coached and and they're in that in that place so there there are times one-to-ones I will I wouldn't I wouldn't obviously although if they're watching this now they're gonna they're gonna know it um but I wouldn't obviously coach them outright but I would I would challenge them more of like but what do you think you'd be doing that situation why do you think that person's acting that way for example I don't know um when people say somebody's not motivated that person's unmotivated. They're an under-motivated person. Are they? Or is there, is there 20 other things we could say? They're, they're struggling at work. They're, they don't understand what they're doing. They're in a position that's not right for them. Or whatever it could be, what else could we, what else could we say it is rather than they're unmotivated? What are, we, what are we doing? And to try and look at it in different ways. So if there is a challenging situation, I would, I, I encourage everybody in Chorus to challenge me as much as I challenge them to look at alternative ways and different ways of thinking of how they can approach the situation rather than just giving them the answers yeah that I I think that's the power of coaching isn't it and it's um, a key part of leadership but actually anybody can you know anybody can be a coach um, because it's all down to to self-leadership and 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 the mindset that you have and the conversations that you that you're having even with yourself let alone with with um, anybody else Um, but I think it's a really important point that you make about not labeling 
um, but thinking where does that behavior come from then um, rather than going to the immediate label it's you know what what what's what's causing that yeah how have they got to this point and that actually is is what we think the situation that actually the situation because they could be presenting one thing but something else could be at play Yes, and, and there might be something at our our hands that we haven't we haven't thought of. So before we label them, we need to look at all avenues. Exactly. I I, I feel like it, I guess in in my position as a as a managing director and having my coaching skills as well. But it's not. I try not to view it as building a business. It's about building people, and they build the business, um, and having all the right pieces in the right place. And that's why I guess coaching coaching my coaching skills really helps with that that I can have that business mind, I can make the business decisions, but also it's really important that people in the business are, are happy and they are they are um, handling things the way they need to be. And I imagine, yeah, that that has been amazingly helpful through the pandemic of the last year that we've had in terms of the way you've looked after uh, your people and the way they've looked after each other. How has how, how, it been for, for Chorus going through all of this this last year? Oh, it's been it's been interesting, hasn't it? <laughs> um, it it's it's such it's been it's been so tricky. It's so difficult, and it, it's been such a vital year to be able to to, to make sure you're really looking after employees. We we've tried lots of different things. So we and nothing will ever suit everybody. There's so many different personalities. You're never going to get one thing that hits. So we've done the tea breaks where suddenly 20 people would turn up and everyone's talking at once, so it doesn't work. So then people turn up on a video call um we did the quizzes like everybody else did we done all the different things but it was it was knowing when to stop and then try something else i've been very conscious of the fact that when you're in an office you you get to stop at the tea break kettle hey how you doing how's your dog how's your cat you know how's this how's the wedding plans how's the baby all of that you get to chat to people um you go into a lockdown and everybody at chorus i Everybody at Chorus has worked so hard and been so dedicated, done an incredible job. But you lose you lose that part of the culture when everybody's at home. You don't get to see people and their personalities and their body language and their their faces and stuff. And so being very conscious of the effect of that on employees. So we have we've made sure that people have their videos and we have video calls. And I know there is a bit of death of that by the end of the day, but it's so important to see your manager's face, your peers' face phone people up just to phone them up and say hello not not because you want you want something um it, it, it's trying to keep it different the whole time and and still keep that connection we have a few things we use um uh, crew who which is about giving points to people when they your peers have done something really good and recognizing each other so there's different things that we've done. Uh, we've done escape rooms online and all wow. sorts of pizza nights, all sorts of different things. Um, and like I said, not everything fits everybody, but it's it's to keep trying and putting things putting things out there. And what does the future look like in terms of of work now for for Chorus? We're obviously going back in the in the office. Um, yeah, are you you going to move to a hybrid or yeah? What does that look like for for you guys? I think well, the year has been fascinating. People going to lockdown. Yeah, I get to be at home, staying at home, can do my pajamas, work with my pajamas, all of that. It's you know it's been great. And then it's gone to oh my god, I got to get back to the office. I'm so depressed. And then it, it, everyone's gone on the cycle. The kids. Um, it's been it's been just what a journey. Um, weighing it all up, 
one of the biggest lessons I've learned through this as a managing director is how incredible people are when you're when you're supportive to them as well. So not being right, some roles have to be set hours, but you're not being start at nine, finish at five, no interruptions, actually relaxing. Work when you want to work. Just get the job done. We've got a job to do. Let, 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 let's do the job, but work, work in the times that you need. And by putting more trust and more responsibility onto people, really found that people work much harder, be more dedicated, felt that sense of responsibility and that sense of achievement. So that's been a huge thing. I really want to keep that, that ownership because you really get to see people in their, their skills. So with that in mind, I've decided to move to a hybrid working model. People can come in full time if they want to, but otherwise expected to come in two days a week. It's it's important that that fill the culture, see the smile, see the body language, face to face meetings. But also, you can work at home with your children, and it's okay if they come on the call. Um, you you can work in the evenings or the weekends and have the few days off in the week just to try and all work together a little bit more to accommodate different lifestyles. So yes, yeah, so we're we're rep- returning in a in a hybrid working model. Great. And, and you mentioned the word trust there. And, and clearly there is a, a lot of trust and people have been given that responsibility. Do you feel that um, their trust in, in you and, and Chorus, the organisation, has shifted as well? Because once you show trust and you give responsibility, um, there's a, I don't know, I think there's a deeper connection there, isn't there? I, mm-hmm. I just wonder if this has had... Um, an even greater impact on perhaps an even brilliant culture that you had to begin with. Um, it, mm. it, it sounds like that there might even be, a, you know, more significant impact on on that. I think I think so. I, I would like to. I'd really like to think so. And in people's work, I'd say you can tell you can tell it is because people are producing such great stuff. We do we do employee surveys every couple of months, and you know, really encourage everyone to give your give your honest feedback and give your ideas. You're the ones doing it, so say what you want more of or less of um, and hopefully that gives people a bit of a, a bit of a voice as well and an involvement in the team but I, I, I would like to think and believe that the trust to the business as well has improved greatly. Yeah fantastic well I think we're coming to the end of our session now and <laughs> the time goes so quickly and and I just want to say a huge thank you to you for for coming on mm-hmm. I'm sure that our listeners have really got a lot of value from listening to you and I you know and and I'm sure that many of those will be inspired listening to you know your journey but but also what you do outside of work as as, as well and the impact that you have so a huge thank you um, and oh. to Everybody else out there who um, wants to listen to any of our other episodes, then you can find us in all the usual places where you download your podcasts. Or if, like me, you prefer watching video, then you can uh, view all of our episodes on our website, which is www.agilityondemand.com. So thank you very, very much, Nikki, for coming on again. We really appreciate you, you being there. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening. And we'll see you soon. Thank you. Thanks so much.